just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. Good to have you here. And I, I got a little, just a little announcement for you in case you don't know. Uh, we have a bit of an issue in our country, in our world, with men these days. And ladies, I know you're you're nodding your head. Yes, I know we have a problem with some men. But seriously, you know, it seems like we've just kind of forgotten what God's called men to be. And it gets real confusing when you get away from what God says men should be. And it gets really weird. And unfortunately, that damages a lot of people and it damages families doesn't do the kids any good. And you can see that. You can see the fruit of leaving God's principles and in, in who he has designed us to be. You can see it all over our country. Well, there's someone doing some, some something about it, some good things about it. In fact, uh, they are such good things, you could call them dangerously good things, uh, which is what, what Kenny Luck calls his conference. And I have an announcement. If you are in the Austin, Texas area, there's a conference going on this weekend up in Georgetown, just north of uh, Round Rock there, uh, Joe Champions Church, uh, and Kenny Luck is doing it. It is the Dangerous Good Conference. So if you happen to be local down there or know someone who's local down there, let them know, hit share. But what is Kenny doing? What is he doing to help uh, individual men, which then helps families, which then helps communities, which will ultimately help the nation? Uh, we're going to find out. I'm excited to have Kenny Luck back on the program. He's the founder of Everyman Ministries. We'll talk about some of that, too. Kenny, great to have you back. Uh, great to be back with you, Randy. So this idea, I'll show people, you, you have a book. Uh, it's been out a few years. It's called Dangerous Good, where you kind of laid this out. And in right. it, you say the coming revolution of men who care. Are you seeing that revolution? Yeah, I'm seeing it in my own church. I'm seeing it in hundreds of churches where men are discovering sort of the power of Pentecost, you know, for your list, for your viewers who read the Bible at all, you, you see in Acts chapter two, you know, Peter stood with the 11 and uh, that movement, we're a part of that movement that has been, been blasting outward from that moment for 20 centuries. And so uh, we're seeing that happen. We're seeing men come together uh, again in, in the spirit of Christ, their identity in Christ is now getting gas poured on it in community. And as that iron proverbially sharpens iron, you see men letting that identity guide their character and conduct. And that inevitably blesses women, blesses children, it blesses neighborhoods, it blesses communities, it blesses cities, and it will bless our country. Yeah, and this, this is sort of the grassroots, I think. And a lot of times it's real easy for us to get mad at the president or get mad at someone in Congress, yeah. it doesn't do anything, you know, right. but what you're yeah. doing actually does, but on an individual level, I, I do want to talk about what you're talking about, what God says about men, but I'm curious, what are, what are some of the things you see that have crept in even into the church that is doing damage? Well, you have philosophical, political movements, sexual movements, you know, we're soaking in the culture and the threat from the beginning, as we even as we read scripture, is to not let uh, culture uh, pollute covenant uh, in the Old Testament. 
Uh, don't let the world uh, pollute the word. And it is a battle. It is a spiritual battle complete with the regular cast of supernatural forces and characters, Satan, God, culture, Christ, the world versus the word. And so it is the mission of the church to hold to what God says is true, because the truest thing about anything is what God says is true. And we are in a battle to really believe that. And um, it's like that frog in the kettle analogy. Yeah. You know, we have uh, the church is soaking in culture. You and I are soaking in culture. And then we're called out of culture uh, in, in, in the name of Jesus. And uh, we have to be salt. We have to be light. We have to be an aroma that spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. So uh, we're not looking at anything different, really. It's just new faces, new movements, new times, new threats, but same forces at work. Yeah, and I know I'm, I'm a little bit insulated because I work at a ministry, so I'm not subjected to, uh, you know, intimidation or attempted shaming uh, for yeah. my solid Christian views. But not everybody, you know, most people don't work in this kind of bubble, you know, like you and I tend to. Um, what do you, what is, what are you seeing men kind of maybe pull back from in the culture that is actually, it's, it's, it's actually powerful in the way it comes at men. I mean, I got a couple of yeah. ideas, but I'm really curious what you think. And by the way, if you're in, if you're in uh chat, I'd love to hear what you guys think in the chat too. Yeah, well, this is not anything new either. It just takes a, a different look through the centuries. But, um, you know, men are, are duped, uh, and, and to use a real graphic word, pimped, by hedonism, narcissism, and materialism. Mm. It just looks like uh, a little bit different. It's sold a little bit different. Um, technology uh, makes it palatable, um, pursuable, um, yeah. desirable in every uh, form. And they're just identities that are godless. Yeah. They're, they're idols that are godless. Um, they're things, their image, pleasure, satisfaction. And, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, like King Solomon said. But it just looks different, and it, it operates a little bit more incognito uh, in our culture these days. You know, there's subtle temptations, subtle. But then those subtle things turn into very forceful things, which turns into major destructive uh, lifestyles, tendencies, habits, investment of time and energy. And it's a war of distraction and diversion. Hmm. And uh, when it comes to men, um, you can see who the devil is targeting by just who is missing, both from the church and from culture. Yeah. You know, there's been this massive retreat of masculinity in culture, and it's it's there. It's been in response and reaction to philosophical movements from the 60s and 70s, the rise of super aggressive feminism. Which you know, when you study it, you're like, hey, you know, if I was a woman and and certain things were were happening, I would I would react and respond too. So there, it's sure. not like there hasn't been any benefit of that. But like all philosophical cultural movements, the pendulum swings super far, and, and then you have a reaction to that. And, and I want to go back to what you said um, earlier. You know, we can point blame, we can label, we want a bad guy. And those reactions are not solutions, mm. right? Um, activism is not a solution. Political activism is not a solution. How do we know that? Because we have the same problems through activist movements uh, over decades that haven't solved 
the problem, the root of the issue is the human heart and the energy that fills the human heart, the identities that are formed around it. And so what men are experiencing is nothing new, but what's cool is, is they're actually coming to their senses when they're like, okay, things, my life isn't about things. That's not a purpose. My life isn't about sensations and fantasy. That's not a purpose, right? My life isn't about me. Oh, I'm not a purpose. And so when those, when those pursuits and identities don't fan out or plan out, then they're like, okay, where am I? And then we have to go back to, well, who am I? Where did I come from? Where am I going? And then there is prophetic voices in the world saying, that's not working. Here's why you're made by God. You're made for God. One day you're going to go to God, but between now and then he has a purpose for you. That resonates with men. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to clarify one thing and, and I'm, I don't know what you think, so I'm going to ask, but when, when you talk about political activism, I think I, I hear you in that that is not where the solution comes from, but you're not suggesting that if men are acting properly, they don't have any political role or any impact. Oh, not at all. No, no, not at all. We're okay. salt. We're light. We're in the mix. We're in every dimension in space and culture. That's the life that God has called us to. That's why I go on your program and I go on secular programs. Yeah. That's why I, you know, that's why wherever I can uh, speak truth, all truth is God's truth. Um, no, we be, need to be in the mix. Yeah. However, we have to remember first things first. Yeah. That, that the political solution is not a spiritual solution. It's right. not a hard solution. Right. It is a it is a governmental solution against which we stand against tyranny. We stand against injustice. Christians are called to righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation. However, some people conflate yes. political party over the kingdom of God. That's right. And the ultimate solution. So that's why, you know, The Bible says, don't trust in princes and mortal men who cannot save, right? We trust in the Lord. And so we have to be innocent as doves, wise as serpents, right? We need to be in the mix, but not of the mix. And I know that the people who watch your program know what I'm saying. Right, right. Yeah, I just want to, I don't want to confuse people because you're absolutely right. We're a part of a kingdom, the kingdom of God, that influences every kingdom and is superior right. to every kingdom, Over. whether it's Correct. political, educational, entertainment, right. all, the, all those things. Yes. You just got to start in the right place. It's, it's kind of like if you want to change the culture, it, it's not Christian movies that will change the culture. It's yeah. the kingdom influence on the entertainment industry that will right. make more wholesome films. That's right. And if you, if you don't, if you get that backwards, it, you just you got it backwards. Yeah, and excellence, <laughs> yeah. And excellence in that. You yeah. know, I mean, Jesus. Here's the thing: Jesus was in the midst of every tension we're experiencing yeah. right now. Right. Ro- Palestine was occupied. Government was oppressive. Ethnic tensions, racial tensions. People didn't like church. Right. There was uh, the temple was corrupt. There were reform movements. Everything that we see today, Jesus was walking in the middle of. And yet he was never hijacked by any of those movements. Why? Because he was advancing the kingdom of God. And how did he do that? By sacrifice, by showing, by through service, the unequivocal things that culture couldn't argue with and the unequivocal kingdom forces where people would look at that and they're like, wow, haven't seen that before. (laughs) Haven't seen that rule broken like he just broke it. I haven't seen that rule broken like he just broke it. He touched the ethnically unacceptable, the morally unacceptable, 
the politically unacceptable. He had Matthew, who would be today's culture on the woke left. He had Simon the Zealot, who would be the alt-right, on the same team. (laughs) And they were advancing a kingdom that transcended the culture, which was supernatural. There was a miracle witness, and people went, you know what? I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting. He he, he kind of he really did hit all of the activist issues. Like like if you you, you talk about the Samaritans who are a yeah. Yeah. disenfranchised people looked right. down upon, women who did not have a role yes. in society that was acceptable. That's and what right. does he do? He goes and he doesn't go organize a march. No, he goes and loves a Samaritan yes. woman. Helps, <laughs> you know. and steps into correct. And that's really the essence of the dangerous good movement, where mm. we we know that this movement is going to be accomplished and the witness is going to be through shock service. It's that whole idea. If someone forces you to go one mile, go two. Mm. And, you know, no Jew understood that at the time. But Jesus was like, hey, we're not going to do the political thing or the military thing. We're going to do the kingdom thing mm-hmm. and we're going to blow their mind, which <laughs> is why, you know, the dangerous good movement of men in cities is shocking. It just doesn't fit the cultural narrative. It transcends it by being unequivocally focused on doing good for others. And then people will go, oh, what? what's that about? It, yeah. It's reflective of the book of Acts in chapter 4, verse 16, where where the Pharisees, the, the opponents of, of the Christian movement at the beginning said, you know what? What are we going to do with these men? For they have done a notable miracle, and the whole city is talking about it, yeah. and we cannot deny it. Yeah. All right. There's the website right there, everymanministries.com. Uh, if you know someone in the Austin, Texas area, or you are in the Austin, Texas area, or somewhere close enough, I mean, a lot of places, Dallas-Fort Worth's not that far. I just made the drive last weekend. Um, it would be worth getting down there uh, and being a part of it. And you can go to the website right there. It looks like this. Uh, and in a second, it'll roll by. There's different things scrolling by. You'll see the uh, the conference coming by, uh, and and find out more about that. A great thing to be a part of. Uh, what what exactly? I mean, I know you've touched on some of the themes, and I'm going to let this website roll because I wanted to see the conference. But you touched on some of the themes that are biblical. Uh, I'm curious, maybe of one or two that are kind of resonating with men in a way maybe in a way that they've always sensed but just having you guys you and your team articulate it really brings something out in them is there anything that jumps out yeah i think it's the attack on male strength male strength is a great thing but it's been demonized in our culture you know but i understand why because when you have strength or platform or power or position or influence without character and compassion. That's going to abuse people every time. But when you have strength and it's guided by God's spirit, it's guided by the character of Christ and the love and compassion of Jesus, people are dying for that kind of man Mm -hmm. to step into the spaces and places where we live, where we work, where we pray, where we play. They need men. They want men that have that strength guided by the force of Christ's love and the force of Christ's character and his compassion to step into those spaces. And so uh, my, my friend at Stanford University, Philip Zimbardo, he wrote a book called Demise of Guys. 
and it, it talks about the cultural retreat. It talks about how, you know, men have retreated and in the retreat, guess what's filled its place? Evil and injustice, Yeah. you know, where good men do nothing. You know, um, I love the quote by Edmund Burke, you know, evil triumphs when good men do nothing. But I love this one better from him. It says, when evil men combine, good men must combine hmm. and must rise. Hmm. Otherwise, they become an unpitied sacrifice and a contemptible struggle. And that's what we feel. We feel contempt mm -hmm. right now in our culture toward everybody, um, but particularly with men. When you have parades of women, you know, and movements of women um, just attacking male strength as if it's a bad thing. No, they know when it's a good thing, too. <laughs> Everyone listening to me right now and listening to us, they know when there's a good man behind the good strength God has blessed him with. And that was Jesus. He was the original dangerous good man. Why? Because the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Mm -hmm. And then he said to his guys, guess what? You're going to receive power. And my spirit's going to come upon you. And guess what's going to happen? You know, I mean, boom. And, and, and women, even in that time when you're right, and I'm glad you pointed this out, the male mindset at the time was, thank God I'm not a woman. Thank God I'm not a kid. Thank God I'm not like one of those Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Right? And they blew the paradigm up. They turned broken male culture on its head, and everybody loved it. And I feel like if that is how the church was born, I believe right now in these times, and we know that the, the globe is getting small and the gospel of the kingdom is being preached as a witness to the nations, that there is going to be a similar move of God, apostolic movements all over the world that are spirit-empowered men living out their identity mm. in, the, in, his, in, his, in his name. Yeah, and it, it is, when men get what you're saying, it actually serves women so much better because they treat them better and they elevate them. Oh, yeah. and they don't treat them like a commodity. Right. Uh, and and what, are you, what kind of response are you getting from women? Oh, my goodness. I get more email. In fact, that's what kind of spurred me on early on when I was just kind of doing conferences and, you know, our little eight-man Bible study went to 800 in a couple <laughs> years. Jeez. You know, the response from women was overwhelming. Why? Because, you know, the greatest gift I learned that I could give women and children is a spirit-filled, emotionally grown-up, and relationally committed man. And they love that. Uh, yeah. Not not the norm, unfortunately, but the model, right? right? Model. This, and that's what we need. This could also get you crucified. Are, oh, are yeah. You, are, you, are you getting any hate from anywhere? Well, you know what? That's the whole thing is that there there's so many movements out there that, that just like to sit behind computers and throw rocks. And, you know, there was the same things were happening in Jesus's day. And so, you know, if that was Jesus and Jesus broke the rules to love and to serve other people, so are we. Because mm. if this is Jesus and Jesus is in us, this is us. And so we move forward. There will always be blowback. You're never going to please everybody 100 percent of the time. You're going to get criticized. Welcome to being a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and worth it. <laughs> and totally worth it. Like I said, that's Jesus. And Jesus is in you. This is you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 
right. Well, walk me through a little bit of logistics of the conference. How many are you doing yeah. these around the country? Because somebody's like, uh, I'm nowhere near Austin, but yeah, this no be great in my town. What, what, what no worries. There's a backstory, uh, Randy. There's a backstory. We were going to do 20 before COVID. We were all lined up. We did our, we did our, we sold out in two days in LA. And, um, and again, this is a sponsored conference. It costs a man nothing to go, but it changes everything mm. in his life. We have the, the top global worship people in the world that are joining this movement. Brandon Lake so from Brandon. Bethel City and yeah. Mac Brock from Elevation and Chris Davenport Chris. from Hillsong. And just the, the team is yeah. unbelievable. That. And, and, and that is a, it's a one day deal. It's from 3.30 to 9.30 and it's, it's, it's the top quality worship we're gonna worship god together but that's all to prepare the soil for the delivery of a prophetic word for this global moment and cultural moment to men about identity in community and bravery in community because that's that's the book of acts that is pentecost that is spiritual eruption that god is is accomplishing in cities across america and so if you're not in austin no sweat you can get there great but the cool thing about this conference, Randy, is that we're going to form groups. 80% of the guys who come will be in a group the next week in their local church. And after five weeks of that, in week six, all of those little groups of five and six men, they're going to go out and serve their city. We pre-populated the Everyman Conference app with 750 serve opportunities in Austin. Mm. And on one day, six weeks after this conference, they're going to go out and they're going to serve their city and do good. So that I love that because you're not just uh, talking the talk; you're walking the walk. What is right. anybody can get the app? Is if if you're not doing a conference in someone's city, can they still be a part of the service? Yeah, they they can. Yeah, well, they can download the Everyman app. We're doing the serves because that takes so much um, logistical right uh, work, right. Randy. But what we are doing is we're asking because men from California sponsored this conference in Austin. We're asking men of Con- Austin to sponsor Chicago. We're asking right. Chicago to sponsor Birmingham. We're actually in Birmingham to sponsor Charlotte. So we are gonna be moving in 2023 across the country. And this is all grassroots sponsored by your brothers in another city. In another city. Powerful. Uh, Behold how good and pleasant it is, Randy. How how many have you done so far? No, this is our third one. We 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 had the gun loaded in 2020 for 20 cities and then it got all shut down. So this is the reboot. Yeah. So we've just done a few of these so far, Eugene, L.A. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's my question, because here, here's I know this is the, the challenge when you do something like this. Um, you you hit a city, you get guys fired up. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to the next city. Correct. And if there's not a church or multiple churches there right. plugging these guys into community. Yeah. No, that's it. It's like throwing the seed sometimes on on rocky ground yeah. a little bit right i'm so glad you asked that i'm yeah. so I'm glad you asked that i i started every man ministries 20 years ago based on the reverse model because i have been a part of, of movements like that and and been at, at meetings where i felt the hope but there was no follow-up and so my motto is inspiration without progression is hallucination it's like you if you're <laughs> going to inspire somebody and then you don't connect them afterwards you're fooling yourself in terms yeah. of the continuity of impact. And so that's why I spent the first 20 years of every man building an ecosystem for the back end. Love it. Right? In local churches and built the grassroots early before you gather men in large numbers so that they have something that's equally strong 
equally intentional for discipleship in the local church. And if you're a local pastor, you're going to love the Dangerous Good Movement because we're forming groups for you, sending groups back to you. Yeah. And then we're providing at no charge an ecosystem of discipleship, if you don't have one, for your men. So the uh, the pastor or the person in the church who wants their pastor to take a look at this, they can just go to the website, right? Yeah, just go to the website. You'll see it in the carousel, and uh, they'll see. And that's that's what excites me the most. Actually, it's not the event day. It's what's going to happen afterwards as men are discipled. Yeah, and I, I know from my dad doing those back in the 70s for, for years, without that ecosystem, yes, it, it really, it you, you get the fire, but then it burns out, man. And sadly, uh, churches haven't always been the best at the long-term deception. I think they're way better today because we're, we're seeing the importance of it. In those churches where you've done this, you mentioned Eugene, Oregon, L.A., what kind of feedback are you getting? Oh, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You know, and a lot of times the churches that, that connect with Everyman Ministries, I mean, they know I'm a pastor. I am a local pastor who needs a leadership engine in my church, mm-hmm. right? I need to mobilize the men of my church to actively pastor their homes, pastor on the patio, yeah. be kingdom men that can step into space and take it in the name of Jesus. I have to multiply myself. So I always think about, you know, Abram in Genesis 14 when he called on the 300, you know. He, he you know, Sodom was was uh, was was ransacked by four evil kings. His, his uh, nephew was living there, and then he caught word, and it says, and he raised up the 300 trained men born in his own household. And that's what we do. We, we help the church do sometimes what might take a church five years to do. We do it in a day, and then we hand them formed groups. And then we say, okay, here's the starter, and here's the next step, and here's the next step, and cast vision. So it's been really gratifying for me because I feel like the event without the connection and the follow-up, yeah. it's a fail for me if that yeah. doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, and, and that is wisdom to, to even know that. i got to ask you, you, anybody that dropped in on this, especially if they're not a Christian and so they don't maybe understand some of the, the, the inside language and, and imagery of Christianity, you got a couple of swords over your shoulder and a shield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That may look a little violent to people. Explain it to someone oh. who does not understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, in the Bible, it just it talks about how when you believe in Christ, um, you're in a battle, and you know the the battle image uh, is is hand to hand. And uh, maybe some of the guys out there have seen the three hundred um, mm-hmm. that talk about the Spartans and how they have to defend the hot gates of Thermopylae. Mm-hmm. But boy, they know how to use those things. Yeah. And um, and spiritually speaking. Um, you know, the Bible calls your faith like a shield. It's something that rises to both defend and protect what it is that that you believe. It, at, at intersections of life, you, you're confronted, and the shield of faith comes up. And, and the Bible says that it kind of extinguishes the attacks that come against you. Uh, the Bible uses imagery from the 300, flaming missiles, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a, a person who lights something, puts it in oil, lights it on fire. And and so as a man or as a believer, your faith, your belief in Christ, his person and work, that's your shield that you raise, yeah. and it protects your identity and your life in God. The sword 
is the sword of the spirit, the Bible says, or just the Bible, the word of truth, the sword of the spirit. And that's what we need. We need, as we walk through life, we need an identity that's rooted in our faith, and we need truth. Yeah. We need truth to kind of poke a hole in the lie. Right. Because if we believe lies, we behave out of lies. Yeah. And when we behave out of lies, that always leads to suffering. But if we're working and living with truth and handling truth and, and, and receiving truth from God, because the truest thing about anything is what God says is true. So that's what those swords represent. It's, it's a spiritual metaphor for how uh, a practicing Christian walks through their daily life. Every day they have this, the shield of faith yeah. and they have the sword of the spirit. And so when something comes at them, they can raise their faith in Christ. And then they have God's truth through which they can discern what's true and not true. Mm. And again, truest thing about anything is what God says is true. And so that's the that's the confidence that we have as believers in Christ. We have the shield of faith and we have the sword of the spirit. Also got the helmet of salvation. And that we do our confidence, yes. The, yeah, the reason I ask you to kind of explain a little bit of the imagery is because I'm curious how men, I, I get it, men in the church, that you're kind of stirring them to action. But I know you're also getting some men who don't know Christ that yes. hear what you're saying, yeah. and they see something they desperately need yes. and want. Uh, what are you seeing on that front? Yeah, you know, um, you know, just just follow culture, and you'll get tipped off on how to minister to men. You know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> has now absolutely crushed yeah. uh, J.K. Rowling and the Harry Potter franchise. It is crushed. George Lucas and the Star Wars franchise. But you ask yourself why? It's because we want to be a part of the super story. We want to be great. We want to do great things. And yet, just like those characters, we got our own little flaws and proclivities. But we still have that ethos and that desire. And and what I tell men is, is you know what? If you're like me and you had Spider-Man pajamas when you were four, and a <laughs> Spider-Man lunch pail and a Spider-Man soap on a rope, you know, there's a reason for that. It's because God has made you for greatness. Why would Jesus say yeah. to potential followers, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing and greater things than these will they do? It's a call to greatness, but you don't have to go get it in fantasy. You need to connect with your maker and fulfill his intention for your life. And you will now live in Narnia, like the C.S. Lewis parable. You will live in that realm where you can have uh, powerful supernatural weapons, you can do good, you can defend the weak, you can deliver justice, and you can punch the bad guy in the mouth in the name of Jesus. And uh, that is not a physical thing. <laughs> For those of you newbies, that's a spiritual thing. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure, by being dangerous with goodness. And Yeah, and it's the spiritual thing that's wrecking a lot of men's lives right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's sad to see um, but I think that there's an ember of hope, which, and this is Holy a vision God gave me, where there's embers of faith and embers of hope that God's Spirit is blowing on right now mm -hmm. across the world. There are 700 million men walking planet Earth right now Jeez. who name the name of Jesus across the Christian spectrum. And mm -hmm. I believe that God's Spirit is moving and blowing on those embers and bringing it into a real flame that is true, it is pure, it is right. They sense it, they know it, they've been looking for it their whole lives. 
And that's why we're doing these conferences, Randy, across the country. Love so it. give them a space where they can ignite and step into what they were created to be. Love it. Absolutely love it. It's needed, it's necessary, and it's encouraging. And if you want that to come to your church, go to the website, everymanministries.com, and you, and you can find out more and bring Kenny to your church this year or in 2023 and uh, and make some men in your community that are not just good, but they're, like the book says, dangerous good. The book is available wherever you get books, so check that out. I want to give you the last word, and that, that was a great last word, but if you got anything else you want to mention, I want to give you the opportunity, Kenny. I appreciate you. Yeah, sure. Well, if you name the name of Jesus and you're watching this, this program uh, and you're a man, just know that no one feared Jesus's strength or power because they watched him use it for others. He was dangerous with goodness, and no one will fear a movement of spirit-empowered men for the same reason. So if you're a pastor, listen, if you're a man, know that. If you're a pastor, create space for men to gather and worship God, invest in men. You know, the devil needs men to accomplish much of his purposes. Look at all the, the injustices in the world that are rooted in broken male choices, sex trafficking, the orphan epidemic, fatherlessness. Yeah. Come on, pastor, let's invest in men get a men's pastor. If you need him trained, call me. I will train him. Hmm. But our pastors need to invest in who the devil is attacking. And I promise you, men and pastors, if you respond to the call of God in this hour, there is going to be an eruption and a wildfire of changed lives around your commitment and recommitment to Christ that will, I guarantee you, change the world. Love it. Be a part of it. EverymanMinistries.com, the Dangerous Good Conference. Again, if you're in the Austin area, Austin, Texas, this weekend you can be a part of that over at Joe Champion's Church, Celebration Church. Is that the right name? Yeah. Celebration yep. Church, yeah. Joe oh, Champion, sure. great church. Uh, and uh, spread the word. Hit share. If you haven't liked, follow, subscribed, do that now. And come back. We'll have more for you right here on Life Today Live. I'll see you again next time. Why did the man trust that he became the whole world but lose his